Welcome to the Executive Security Podcast, where we talk to CISOs and other leaders in the cybersecurity space about their careers in this industry, specifically how to get into the industry, how to grow your career, and how a career in this space is changing. My name is Gene Fay, and I'm the CEO of API security company ThreadX and the host of Executive Security. Today, we are joined by Tanya Janka, also known as She Hacks Purple. Tanya has 44,000 followers on Twitter and is the author of Alice and Bob Learn Application Security. She is also the Director of Developer Relations and Community at Bright Security. On top of that, she is the founder of We Hack Purple, an online learning academy, community, and weekly podcast that revolves around teaching everyone to create secure software. Tanya has been coding and working in IT for over 20 years, won numerous awards, and has been everywhere from startups to public service to tech giants like Microsoft, Adobe, and Nokia. She has worn many hats, startup, founder, pen tester, CISO, AppSec engineer, software developer, and she is an award-winning public speaker, active blogger. Hello, Tanya, and welcome to the show. And uh, you just have some really exciting news uh, that's going on with your company. So please tell us more about it. Hi, Jean. I am very excited to announce that my company, We Hack Purple, was acquired by Bright Security. Woohoo! Oh, um, awesome. <laughs> thank you. So I've been friends with the people from Bright for several years, from before I started We Hack Purple. And then I joined their advisory board and we kept doing workshops and other things together. And one day they're just like, you know, what if our two companies became one company? <laughs> I was like, how did I not think of this sooner? <laughs> so I'm pretty excited, Gene. Well, that, that's awesome. Uh, really, I know a journey of starting a company to exiting. And I know it's just another step in your long journey of uh, We Hack Purple, but it's an exciting time for you. And I'm just uh, congratulations on that. Uh, so, you know, our audience is all about trying to help people learn about how to get into cybersecurity. And uh, when we, we learned about We Hack Purple, we got super excited. I was actually just having uh, lunch with uh, the CISO at Wayfair, Marnie Wilkins. She was like, oh, I'm a big fan of She Hacks Purple. I'm like, oh, I've got her as a, one of our next guests on the podcast. So I think unlike some of these previous episodes where we've had CISOs talk about their careers to get into this, uh, this, I think, is one of the topics that really gets to the heart of like, how do people get started? So please tell, tell us, like, how'd you start We Hack Purple? I previously worked at Microsoft as a developer advocate, and I was traveling all around. And one of my friends said he really wanted to start a startup company with me. And we had all these great ideas, and I left Microsoft to join him, and we were both really excited. And then within a few weeks, we sort of wanted to murder each other. <laughs> and by the time, like, you know, like two or three months rolled around, we decided, okay, so if we want to still like each other and still like have a good relationship, because I guess like I wanted to do things one way, he wanted to do things another way. And so we split up pretty quickly. And you know how the DevOps people say, fail fast. We did that. There you go. <laughs> two or three years trying to figure that out. You went right into it. Let's get out. <laughs> and basically, um, so I announced on Twitter that, and then people started writing me and said, hey, would you mind come into our company and just give our devs some secure coding training? And I was like, sure. Yeah, I talk about this all the time. Then someone said, could you give us some application security training? And then people started saying, like, if we paid you a bit more, would you make like a specific training? And then it just kept snowballing from there. And so 
I started at first the We Hack Purple community and that grew very quickly. And then I started making online courses and I'd still go in and give them live. But when you do something that's online, that's recorded, basically you can keep giving training while you're asleep, if that makes sense. And you can charge way less. And a thing that I've been really passionate about, Jean, so I'm Canadian and um, the American dollar is worth way, way more than our dollar. And most of the training that was available in English that interested me was from American companies. And it was priced so high, Jean, that it would be around 10 to 20 percent of my of my annual post-tax income to take one course. And I was just like, I can't afford that. And I really wanted to move from being a software developer to doing application security. And so I started speaking at conferences so I could get in for free and learn for free. I was like, haha, joke's on you. I'm in for free. All I had to do was work months and months to make this presentation. <laughs> and, um, and so I did all of these crazy things to try to learn as much as I could and eventually switch careers. And so I was really passionate about trying to make something that was affordable, if that makes sense. And so 100%. all of our courses were way, way, way under $1,000. And you could buy like a complete AppSec package with a certification for under $1,000. And we just did a lot of stuff to try to make things affordable for individuals while still charging like industry rates for enterprises. So it's like, if you want Tanya to like fly on over there, show up and give training, you have to pay the same price you pay other trainers. But if you wanna come into the WeHack Purple community, it's free. And if you wanted to come take courses, we wanted it to be something that like a person working in IT would be able to afford and it wouldn't be a big hardship. So I hope we accomplished that because we had thousands of customers. Such a great story. I, I think about the startup aspect of a business and failing fast and then boom, you reinvent yourself and you find this whole other area. And the more that I read about you, the mission behind it, I just love that because it plays exactly into uh, the synergies of our little podcast, which is just helping people to join the cybersecurity community and as we know, like there's so many barriers, right? It's expensive or it's overly sophisticated or there's these, you know, purple unicorn job descriptions just to play off your color, right? Where people go, well, I don't do all those things, but yet I, I, I'm curious, I want to get involved in it. So I think that the mission behind what you guys are doing and now that uh, you're, you know, been acquired, the fact that now the content's going to be crease, uh, free. So I guess, for people that are kind of thinking about it, like how do they engage We Hack Purple and what's the process and what would they get access to? Again, or thinking of some of our listeners that know nothing about cyber, but they've heard heard about you and they, they got excited. How do they engage? Okay, so part of the acquisition is that all of the courses, the full length, big, long courses from We Hack Purple, all of them are now free in the community. So before we had a community and we had an academy. And so like they're two giant SaaS products. And so we decided, okay, so the academy is really, really expensive. And it's really expensive, if that makes sense, to run. So each customer, even if they don't pay anything, it costs a certain amount per month. And so the community, it's free for as many people as we want. So we've moved all of the courses over there. And basically you can take any course you want for free. So if you want to join the community, 
you go to community.wehackpurple.com and then there's a little survey like tell us your name please give us your email come up with some sort of password for us and then you just have to answer one question which is why do i want to join the community and as long as your answer isn't because i want to be abusive to others <laughs> so there, we have a code of conduct and basically you know don't harass other users be nice don't yell awful things at humans and you should get along fine. And so basically, yeah, then someone reads your, your request and then they approve you. And within a few hours, unless we're all sleeping, you should be able to get in and you just literally look at the screen and on the left, there's a whole bunch of things like upcoming events, different channels of discussion. And then it says courses. So go to courses and then go look at, there's a pile of them. And so go look and see which one you like the best and start with that one. So there's a whole bunch of application security courses. There's a secure coding course. There's a how to make a CI/CD pipeline and then do a bunch of dynamic scanning. And we're working with a bunch of different people from the community to make more free courses, which is really exciting. We've been working with Bridge Crew, who were acquired by Palo Alto, but I still call them Bridge Crew. And then there's a bunch of different individuals who are just really community members, and they're building their own courses to try to put into We Hack Purple. And We Hack Purple is a community for people who are just starting and people who have been doing this forever. So if you've never given a talk at a meetup, you could give a talk for We Hack Purple. If you want to publish your first blog post, you could just publish it in there. And if you want, you could also publish it somewhere else. Like we don't own any copyright once you publish there. If you're having a problem at work, you can say, okay, so this thing is happening with my CICD. I don't understand why, like, has anyone worked with this? Like, how did you make this work? Or, you know, we're looking at these three products and we're considering buying them. Like, which one do you think is the best? And so there's a lot of people helping other people in the community, which I think is really beautiful. And we have a lot of free events and then we have a lot of giveaways that happen. It's pretty, awesome. yeah, it's my favorite place on the internet, Gene. Well, yeah, I bet. Well, you created it and, and you put all your heart and passion into it and it comes through in everything that I've, I've experienced so far. And are there some kind of introductory uh, level? Like, so I, I just graduated from college or I don't even have a college degree, but I I've heard about it, or maybe I'm an IT help desk and I want to get involved. Like, is it really basics of basics to help me understand some of the things that unfortunately you and I use It's jargon because we speak the language to help somebody that's new uh, translate our language? So We Hack Purple kind of specializes in the security of software because that's what I'm obsessed with. But we're adding content for other topics all the time because it's not just my community anymore. And so we have an introduction to AppSec kind of tag and channel. And so you can go in there and just see introductory things. Then we have intro to InfoSec. So InfoSec is what, so people outside of our industry say cyber and people inside our industry tend to say information security or InfoSec. And so we have an intro to InfoSec area. We also have this drip content thing that I set up. So basically when you join, there's a welcome package where it's like, hey, like read this article and see what we're about. Check out the code of conduct, watch this introductory video. And like, we have like an open chat where people say hi to you. And then one of the last things is, would you like to receive a lesson every week to your inbox? And so you can pick intro to InfoSec or intro to AppSec, advanced AppSec, DevOps, et cetera. So there's a bunch of topics and then you just receive one lesson a week until it runs out. So some of them are like 20 weeks, some of them are a year. And the idea is, is that you can just slowly dip your toe in because a lot of, when I first started the community, people were like, it's overwhelming, Tanya. You have so much content. You send me like three, four, five articles a week. I feel like a failure because I'm not keeping up. And it turns out people do not want to receive 
more content they want to receive, content that's a, that meets them where they are. And so we changed everything around. So we stopped overwhelming and scaring people. <laughs> well, I'm sure it was just your passion, right? You just wanted to get the information out, right? It was, <laughs> it was within you, it was in the community, you wanted to get it out there. So I'm sure uh, We Hack Purple has helped thousands of people, but any of your favorite kind of success stories that you'd like to share? Yes. So diversity, inclusion, and accessibility are part of our core values. And I follow these people on the internet. So I was following um, this woman on the internet, and she's a Black woman that lives in the United States. And she said, how can I, as a Black woman, ever be able to afford to take a course from, and then she listed one of our competitors who makes very high quality training, but it's extremely expensive. And I've never been able to attend that company's training, even though I'm like, oh gosh, darn, if I if I could, I would, right? And other people were saying, well, you know, the same price is for everyone. It doesn't matter that you're Black or that you're a woman. And I had chimed in and said, but she doesn't have the same starting place that you do because her family is less likely to have wealth. You know, she's less likely to be hired for jobs because of racism or sexism. I'm like, there's all these other things. And she's also a disabled person as well. So she's like really got an uphill battle and doesn't have the same starting place. So I, I wrote her and we were chatting about it. And I was like, I don't understand how people can't see you have more barriers than other people. And like, I'm like, it's really not fair. And she's like, yeah, I, like, I wish that there was like a leg up for people like us so we could have the same starting place. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to give away 10 free, like full package trainings at We Hack Purple to the next 10 women of color who reply to this. So I gave 10 away. And then someone wrote me and they said, how much does it cost to put one woman of color through your program. I'm like, it's $999 for them to take the three courses, get the book and get the certification and everything. And they said, okay, well, I'll buy two. And we had already had a thing where we were matching people. Like if they wanted to sponsor someone else, because some people actually told me when they signed up, they're like, it's too cheap, Tanya. I want to pay more than this price because I want to support what you're doing. So they would be like, can I pay for someone else? So we would match them at a rate of two to one. So I gave away six. So then someone else said, well, I want to do that. And then someone else. And then Katie Missouri from Luta Security. So she's the person that invented bug bounties, basically, for security. And she said, Luta Security wants to buy, like, how many can we get for, like, $30,000? I was like, oh, my God. What, Katie? And so then other companies started sponsoring. So we made a diversity scholarship. And so it's for people who are underrepresented in general. So for instance, like anyone from any country in Africa qualifies because their tech industry is constantly being disrupted in different countries due to war, due to famine, due to drought, etc. And so like we made basically like you tell us why you're underrepresented and why you need a leg up. And then we approved tons of people. And so like Stripe, Salvo, Bridge Crew, like just company after company after company was like, you know, we talk a big game about diversity but then we don't do anything. So then a lot of companies like Threadfix, who was acquired by Coal Fire, they're like, so you, you know, you're helping all these people. When do we get to meet them, Tanya? And so companies start reaching out to us and interviewing and hiring our grads and giving them internships and giving them co-op placements. And so for a while, when we had um, so at one point we had Purple got a lot bigger and we had seven staff instead of five. And so we started having someone like pair people officially with jobs. And we had something like a 99% placement rate within three months. Yeah. And so we would arrange interviews for them and stuff. But eventually I was like, we really can't afford that. 
Yeah. Um, so instead, we like made this jobs channel. And so companies are allowed to come in and post jobs. Companies can come and meet new grads in the community. So you can just come into the community for free and post a job. If you post a job that says, you know, introductory to AppSec and you need 10 years of experience, we will make fun of you, to be right, clear. Because right. you, you, you are deserve, being ridiculous. Exactly. You deserve it. You have to be made fun of right there and then. Absolutely. Exactly. But it's been really, really awesome to see all sorts of people, like people where they're like, I'm a single mom in Brazil and I'm a nurse and I want to switch fields and seeing her be able to, to do that thanks to like some company like Slack. <laughs> and like, I love using their product, but I love them way more now. <laughs> and yeah. like seeing yeah. them be able to just like succeed and especially hearing stories like six months or a year later where they're like, I got promoted or they changed me from, you know, paid intern to like permanent full-time employee. And it's like, oh my God, that's so amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's so wonderful. The ability to do that. And you said it perfectly, you know, we as vendors or uh, providers in this market talk, but we've got to create action in it. And I think so for the CISOs that are listening, for uh, cybersecurity vendors that are listening and talking about diversity. So we hack purple has a job board. We'll share that in the link. You have to sign up for the community. So we'll share the, the link to sign up for the community, but it's a great place. Uh, I think Eric Richard from HubSpot said like to hire diverse candidates, you have to go look in diverse locations. And I think yes. that, that, you know, that would really resonate with us. And we've got one of our product marketing managers is helping us to lead that initiative to, to exactly don't go to the same schools and talk to the same people or, or the same recruiters. Like we've got to think about this differently. So we will be posting jobs in WeHackBurgle. So we're super excited about that as a, as an avenue. And I, I love those success stories. You must get up every morning and just be so excited about the power of good that you guys do day in and day out. <laughs> it is really a wonderful experience to just help people or, or even someone will write us and say, so I took your course and now I actually understand my, I'm like 10 times better at my job now, or I took your course and then I switched from, you know, being a pen tester to doing application security or from being like a, an, a junior coder to an intermediate coder, because now I'm basically the security champion guru on my team. It's like, yes, 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 yes. Awesome. Wow. That's fantastic. So I guess as people think about the cybersecurity industry, like why do you think people should get into this industry? I have a bunch of feelings about this. So part of my life, a thing that is important to me and a personal value is performing good. And so when I would make software for people, like it would make people really happy. And I got a lot of value from that. Like when you show a client or like, I made this for you. And they're just like, wow, that feels good. But in cybersecurity, I'm protecting people and I'm protecting companies. And that means the people who work there, their jobs. It means the customers of that company, I'm protecting them. And it sounds weird, but I feel like the work that we do in InfoSec is very noble. And I started in InfoSec in 2007 originally, and I did a bunch of counterterrorism activities, which for obvious reasons, I can't tell you details about, but it saved a lot of lives. Mm. Um, and then going forward, I found counterterrorism really scary. It gave me a lot of nightmares. And so I was like, ooh, I don't know if I'm tough enough to work in InfoSec. And then I met an ethical hacker and he's like, man, I just literally smash stuff and show people how I smashed it. And then I learned I could smash things, like tell them what I did and then help them fix it. 
And that worked really well for me. I, I had trouble as a pen tester because I would break all the things, I'd show them what I broke. And then you come back six months or a year later, it was still broken. And I was like, no, yeah. I have, you know, my work means nothing. And it really upset me. And so I figured out that there was this job where I get to hang out with software developers all the time. Those are my people. And I still get to like, basically, I just help them all the time. I get to meet with them and I'm like, hey, let me look at your architecture with you. Like, hey, if you saw of it doing this way, because that would be safer. Or like, oh, I tested this and I found some stuff. Can we like talk through it together and we can figure out what we can fix and what we can't fix? And it became like, and it sounds also weird. I'm very extroverted and application securities. It's like you're like this little social butterfly and you get to go talk to everyone all day. And being a pen tester, I was like, I'm so lonely. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really happy that there are pen testers and people who are cool with like just working on a problem for eight straight hours. But I was just like, I wonder what Jan's doing. (laughs) Maybe I should go say hi. (laughs) I think that says a lot to your personality and finding what what you get uh, passionate about. But I think it also goes to, uh, we talk a lot on, on the podcast about both introverts and extroverts, but putting themselves out there to align to the community. And, and you said it perfectly in your story of whether it was individuals willing to sponsor other people through through scholarships and then the organizations being able to do that. It is a giving community. The, the odds are stacked against us collectively, and we're all against the bad guys and the adversaries. So people are willing to to mentor, people are willing to train. And you know, I, I think that that's a big piece of it. I, I know you'd mentioned you were doing some stuff and matching even on your Twitter account. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that. I do. As soon as you said mentoring, I'm like, oh, Gene, this is my favorite topic. <laughs> <laughs> so when I started speaking at conferences, sometimes people would write me and say, could you be my professional mentor? And I have some amazing professional mentors that I'm so amazed when I asked them that they said yes. And I feel very grateful. And so at first I was like, well, I'm already mentoring like three people and I only have so much time and I'll be a crappy mentor if I theoretically have 100 people I'm mentoring because I'll have no time for any of them, right? And so I was like, but let me introduce you to this person or let me introduce you to that person. But then, you know, sometimes it, so it turns out I suck at making matches like this person, this person, I think they'll love each other. And I was not always correct. (laughs) Sometimes yes, but a lot of the times no. And so I put out this, this, post on LinkedIn and a post on Twitter. And it said, Hey, I have someone that's looking for a professional mentor and they want to learn this, like who is willing to help them. And then someone said, you know, a bunch of people responded to help them. But then a bunch of people said, I want a mentor too. And I'm looking for that. And then someone answered them. And there was like thousands of comments on this LinkedIn thread. It was so like, it was so hard to even look at. I'm like, I'm going to crash LinkedIn. Oh my gosh. And so then I decided on Mondays, I thought would just last a few weeks. I'll just post and start with Mentoring Monday. So it's hashtag Mentoring Monday. And then that, like that hashtag got so big, other people started using it. And then before you know it, there are thousands of posts every Monday and you couldn't tell where the cyber was. So we changed it to Cyber Mentoring Monday. And every single Monday since 2018, I tweet this out. And even I think one Monday was a, was Christmas and we still have people responding. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 
And people basically, so people will post, you know, I'm looking for a mentor in this. Make sure your direct messages are open if you do that. And it's just on Twitter now. It's not on LinkedIn because the LinkedIn notification system, in my opinion, is fundamentally broken such that if you have more than 500 connections, it's just a giant dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I have a lot of trouble responding to my notifications. So if I miss you, I'd like to just say, I'm sorry. It's lit. I trying so hard. And so we just did it on Twitter. And so there's all these other people now who post every fourth Monday or every 10th Monday or every other month. And basically we post cyber, it's cyber mentoring Monday. Are you looking to get back to the community? Would you like to take someone under your wing and teach them the ways of threat hunting of, you know, being a SOC analyst of being an incident responder? Like there's so many jobs or are you looking for a professional mentor? I've also written a bunch of articles and made videos about this because sometimes people will be like, yeah, I want a mentor. I'm like, but in what? I don't understand. Like in, life. in general, like, can this person teach you karate? Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and so I'm like, you need to be a bit more specific about what you're, and sometimes they'll say, I don't know. So I think cyber's cool. I saw the movie Hackers. I really want to be Angelina Jolie. And I'm like, who doesn't? Her character's <laughs> awesome. <Okay. laughs> And so sometimes the thing is, is they're like, I'm interested in cyber in general. And I just want to talk with someone who can even explain what the jobs are. So I wrote this article called Jobs in Information Security. And it gets thousands of reads every week, even though I published it in January 2020. Because just understanding what a threat hunter does, just understanding yeah. what does a network security engineer do? Yeah. Or like, what are firewalls? Yeah. <laughs> and why are they important? Uh, it's all the questions that I get as well. And I, I'll definitely, uh, in, in the show notes, we'll link to that article because I think that is, that's the basics of what the, the industry needs. I, we have such a, um, a propensity to, to overcomplicate even the simple, any um, you know, subculture of InfoSec. We create our own language and we create our own barriers to entry, even when we don't intend to do those things. Um, so simplifying those things in, in articles and videos like you're doing is is a massive uh, opening for our listeners to learn more about it. And uh, I think it's an exciting, exciting time for sure. Awesome. So I think that's all we have for today. But uh, Tanya, thank you so much. I thank you for being a guest. But more importantly, all that you're doing for the cybersecurity community. As uh, Marnie said, uh, she's a big fan. I'm a big fan. Uh, for those listeners, please follow Tanya on Twitter. Please uh, go to We Hack Purple. Uh, no excuses now. Like if you're a listener, you want to get into the industry and you say you can't afford it. Well, we now have a, an awesome free resource and a great way to give back. So thank you very much. So that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening. And thank you again, Tanya, for sharing your thoughts on a career in cybersecurity. Please join us for the next episode of the Executive Security Podcast. Thanks a lot and have a great day.